Good morning, everyone. It's Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. What's good? Hope your life is going well. Hope uh, everybody is doing what they want to be doing. That 2018 has been a blessing and not a curse. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to tell, though, right? But anyway, I am doing pretty good. I'm super happy to be towards the end of the week. Um, yesterday, I read a really interesting article. If you guys want to uh, look it up, if you're if you're at all interested in sort of summing up how we have become so divided politically um and this theory advances the notion that we're basically divided by education the education gap um and i find that interesting because it seems like a red plan a republican strategy is to vilify education even though all the people who are speaking against it have pretty solid educations so anyway the article is called america is divided by education the gulf between the party identification of white voters with college degrees and those without is growing rapidly. Trump is widening widening it. That's the full title. But it's in the Atlantic. Uh it's online, so go to the Atlantic.com. America's divided by education. Uh is the title of the article. And it's pretty fascinating because it points out a lot of things that I've been saying. I called it like a white people civil war. <laughs> but basically, um it they they say it differently but one thing that seems to be um bringing those voters together white people despite their class is this um nostalgia for an idealized america which you know that's what the again means make america great again which of course bothers the crap out of anybody who's not white male because going backwards means, you know, less rights for women, less rights for people of color, less rights for everyone who's not white and male. And what's weird is how appealing that is to college educated voters as well as non-college educated voters. That's something they both seem to agree on. And uh, I call that white people civil war. <laughs> they call it the educational divide. But it's actually a divide that seems to unite certain people who want to go back to that kind of thinking. But then it really draws the line with people who, you know, clearly, like myself, don't see any benefit in going backwards. Um, you know, it's just an interesting time to be alive. And I think you sometimes have to go through. In fact, I know you have to go through these struggles and and um, crises of consciousness in order to move forward because people don't like change, period. And so if you can appeal to some sort of nostalgic thing, um, you know, then that's that's what's going to happen. And basically, this is a, a, a backlash to uh, Barack Obama, because moderates, a lot of Republicans voted for him and a lot of people bought into him. But then when, you know, your life didn't magically change. Now you're resentful. Now everybody's taking your jobs. Now there's caravans of people coming to take all your stuff. And I mean, it's just, it's so ludicrous, but that's how you whip people into a frenzy. They don't care about the truth. They only care about how they feel. So people vote their feelings. Um, Missouri is a great example, said yes to a lot of progressive things, 
all the amendments we have now we have medical marijuana which you never thought you'd see that in Missouri at least I thought we'd be the last state or one of the last states to approve something like that so any progressive measure on the ballot we've all we struck down uh right to work super progressive when it comes to that but Claire McCaskill no you gotta go we gotta go with Josh Hawley so it's it's weird because it feels like if if there's an opportunity to tackle something as a as a party, Missouri is very very red. But if it's just if you remove the party in the color, red or blue, then people vote a certain way. It's much more progressive. It's so strange. So that's what's weird. So you vote yes to progressive issues, but you put people in office that are against those issues. And that deep, it's really, really deep. And that's a very Missouri thing to do. FYI. I can say it. You can't. All right. I hope you have an excellent Thursday. I am excited. We got new projects lined up. Um, Grand Boulevard is officially coming out November 16th. It is the first project, I think, that I've gotten our team to do that really feels St. Louis-y. Um, and, you know, I don't even know what that sounds like, really. <laughs> but we managed to all be in St. Louis at the same time uh, a while ago. And, you know, we were just talking about ideas, hanging out, showing people new things, going around town. And, and quite frankly, the most interesting part of St. Louis right now is South St. Louis, the city. The crime is bananas, but so is the food. Uh so is the coffee. So is the the fun. You know, it's just you, it's the part of town you'll be walking down the street and maybe a drag queen will walk by you or maybe, you know, uh, an Asian family or maybe um, a black guy with, you know, the longest stretch you've ever seen. It's that part of town and that's on South Grand. It used to be in U City. Used to be the loop. Now the loop is all bleh. It's super sanitized and very uh commercialized and it's not fun. It used to be the hippie part of town, but it's not anymore. Uh that that has moved south to uh South Saint Louis to South Grand actually. Uh you're gonna get eclectic food, you're gonna hear all kinds of fun music. You know, it's it's a cool spot of of town and I think that this um record it can kind of embody the spirit of what it's like to be on South Grand and I remember when South Grand was nothing you know I remember one of my friends dragged me down there and I was like what is this 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 is a dump <laughs> like this area is dumpy and and it's been transformed in the last 20 years or so so I'm excited that project's coming out we got approved um you know, still working. Uh, the Crisis and the Fury is uh, the pilot script is almost done. Um, I've had a very effective fall. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of stuff done. And I want to thank everyone who has encouraged me and supported me. And uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, just fil- finishing out this year strongly. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in my job job there's a lot of stuff going on in my company and there's a lot of stuff going on in the world you know if you like a good story you are alive at the right time there's so much unfolding so and don't worry I'll be here to talk about most of it (laughs) um 
Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope your dreams are coming true. I hope you're pushing hard. Uh, you got two months to to end 2018 the way you want to. So don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Keep at it. Um, thank you so much for listening. I don't get nearly as many call-ins as I used to, and I understand that. They kind of have destroyed the community part of um, Anchor. And, and most of you guys don't listen on Anchor. That's interesting. So I'm going to keep putting music to these podcasts because I actually enjoy that part. Um, if you have a iOS, if you're an Apple person like myself, head on over to Station Head and follow our station, the Mad Love Station. Uh, I have my own radio station on there. I program music and uh, it just gives you a vibe. It just gives you a vibe. Um, I like the music part of it. I wish we were able to, uh, if you listen through Spotify or if you listened on Podbean or wherever you listen, I wish you could hear the musical choices without having to maneuver through Anchor. But, you know, nothing's perfect. And maybe that'll be in the future. Uh, I'm guessing it's a copyright thing. But anyway, if you listen through Anchor, you're going to hear some tunes. If you do not listen to through Anchor, it will go silent. It'll just be like, whoop, you know, so there's that. All right. Have a good day. Talk soon.